So we've learned recently there will be a primary for mayor in Cincinnati. WVXU political reporter Howard Wilkinson joins me this morning to talk about why it's necessary, especially since it costs a lot of money. Good morning, Howard. Well, let's talk a little bit uh, about why it is necessary. Why is this mayoral primary important? Well, we've had this this system of electing uh, a mayor since 2001. And when it was designed, there was designed into it a primary election where the top two vote getters would face each other in the November election. And the, and the uh, primary takes place in September. Now, there's one only one practical reason for this, and that is that the people who put this thing together did not want a situation in the fall where you had, you know, I mean, we've had as many as seven candidates in, in uh, mayoral primaries. You did not want to have a situation in the fall where the vote was so split that the mayor won with a plurality and not a majority. In other words, we didn't want to have a mayor who had the support of less than 50 percent of, of, of the voting population, wanted to have somebody who had at least 50 percent plus one. And um, it's a practical situation. Uh, you basically weed out the, the minor candidates in the primary. You have the two strongest candidates in the general election. And one of them is going to get more than 50% of the vote and be the clear winner and have a mandate uh, from the voters. And that's, that's important. Now, the, the expense of this is what? Well, it's approximately $400,000 to the city. The city's budgeted this money. Uh, the county pays for it initially, and then the city reimburses the county. Uh, it, you know, it can be expensive, but it's, it does give the desired result, which is you elect a mayor who has majority support from the voters of the city of Cincinnati, which is probably a good thing. Now, now what some people might find surprising, and you talked about this in your column this weekend, is the top vote-getter in the primary doesn't always come out the winner in November. So how does that happen? Well, that's true. Uh, We've had some unusual circumstances. We've only had three elections so far under this system. 2001, it took place on September 11th, September 11th, 2001. We remember what that day was. That was the day of the terrorist attacks in New York and Washington. There were not quite 14% of the vote uh, turning out on that day. And Curtis Fuller and Charlie Lucan were the top two candidates. Curtis Fuller won that primary, but then in the fall, there was a much higher turnout, somewhere in the mid-30s. And Lucan's people came out in that election, and he won the election. You had sort of the same thing four years later in 2005. You had uh, Mark Mallory, David Pepper, and then you had two other very well-known African-American candidates in Alicia Reese and Charlie Winburn. And I think the African-American vote kind of split up on election day. And in the end, in the primary, Pepper won by just a very, very small margin. But in the fall campaign, when it was head-to-head, with Mark Mallory, Mark Mallory won fairly easily. And then in 2009, there were only two candidates who filed, Mark Mallory and Brad Winstrup for the Republicans. So you didn't have a primary. So we don't have a whole lot of history to go on here. 
It's still about three years off, but the uh, three GOP candidates from our region are already showing up in some discussions about the next presidential election. So who are they? What are their chances? Well, we've got, uh, you can start out with uh, the junior senator from Kentucky, Rand Paul, who is running pretty good in the polls, uh, um, particularly amongst Republican primary voters right now. There was an interesting poll last week that had him uh, very close to Hillary Clinton in Ohio in a head-to-head matchup. Uh, He may well run. Uh, Rob Portman, the junior senator from Ohio, caused kind of a stir a few weeks ago when he went to New Hampshire to speak to a to a a Republican dinner. But he also had a college reunion up there that that same weekend. So I think people got a little overexcited about that. But he's he is certainly a possibility. And I think that if John Kasich, the governor of Ohio, is reelected next year, then suddenly I think he's going to be talked about a lot more as a presidential candidate. He certainly has the ambition, I think. Back in 2000, when he was still a member of Congress, he ran for the presidential nomination, didn't have any money, didn't have much name recognition, and of course he lost. But he has the ambition. Thanks, Howard. Thank you. Howard Wilkinson is WVXU's political reporter. He joins me each Monday at this time. You can also read his column and his blog at wvxu.org.